G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We're going to delve into a story today exploring what sort of impact having faith in God has on our lives and on our business pursuits, with a special focus today on women in business. Our special guest today founded the world's first Federation of Commerce and Industry for Women. Perhaps it's not just an empty platitude to say God will make a way. There are important lessons in our experiences learning to trust God and allowing those experiences to strengthen our career and our business pursuits. Diana Abruzzi was inspired by Open Doors founder Brother Andrew and rose to the call to smuggle Bibles into communist China and into Burma. She began to understand how to completely rely on the provision of God for direction and protection. And then from knowing God's presence in mission, applying an active faith in God for the advancement of women in commerce and industry. Diana Abruzzi founded the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry and now in 14 nations around the world. Diana, let me say a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Diana, let me just uh, talk about one accolade. Just a couple of years ago, you were inducted into the Victorian Honour Roll for Women. Having founded the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry, that's quite a privilege, isn't it? Well, I, I, I take it as a privilege. Um, it's, I'm very honoured to actually be on that board in the government. It's actually a board in the government house where it is, and I was very honoured to be able to be put on it. Well, you become part of Victoria's history when that happens, and so a good accolade and a high honour. The reason why your organisation is called a federation, uh, let's come back to the story here, because you were a part of the Victorian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Why is your organisation called a federation? Well, I suppose really you've got to go back to where um, I was inspired really to start IWFCI because to understand the journey, you understand the workings of God and the miracles of God. My, My story with IWFCI began when I stayed in a convent for a week. Now, why I was in that convent will be another story that you will, we will talk about later. But I start, when I went into the convent, I wanted to hear the voice of God in the direction that he wanted me to go. And he gave me a vision, a vision of where I was standing on a hill under a tree overlooking the world. And the expression on my face was just I just couldn't believe that I could be that kind of person. So I said, Lord, I don't think I could be that person. And so I got very heavy inside of me, like it was terrible, the weight inside of me. 
And I said, okay, Lord, um, because if I don't do what you want me to do, I'll just become a pew sitter. So I said, okay, Lord, if you're walking with me and you guide me, I will do it. So I left the convent. And as I left the convent, I heard the strong voice of God saying, go in my name and lo, I am with you always. And so began the journey. And if I can just put in here that when God gives you a vision, it doesn't mean to say that tomorrow he's going to uh, ha uh, declare it and you're going to enter into it. There is a time of preparation of anything, of any vision that God gives us. It is a long preparation of the chipping and the shaping of our characters and of the person we are and the strengthening of our walking God. Then when I was sitting with, uh, in the council, I was on the council of the um, um, Victorian Chamber of Commerce and I was the only woman amongst 20 men. And because we were in a small business, I was so aware of so many women who were um, going into business, but they just, they were still nervous. They were still not speaking out. Um, They're in a situation where they felt invisible. So I said to uh, the CEO and I said, look, I think you need to take more notice of the, of women in business. And that, oh my goodness, did they come against me? They said, no, you don't need it. We're looking after the women. I said, yes, well, I can see that. I'm one woman amongst 20 men. I can really see you looking after women. And and so I, I was at them and at them to do something. So I said, okay, all right, I'll start a woman's chamber of commerce. And then, of course, the question you asked me, was why did I call it a federation? They wouldn't allow me to call it an international chamber of commerce for women. So after haggling for six months, I said, right, okay, I'm going to call it a federation. So we called it the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry. And it was, it was just so right because later on, when we had so many chapters around the world, that they all now come under the Federation. So what looks what we think is right at the time, God has his own mind on how things are going to be shaped. We just have to trust. So it was, um, and then we started it uh, very, very small in 1992. Um, and of course you realize computers weren't even on the scene then. Um, the digital uh, economy wasn't even thought of then. So we were all sending uh, emails, uh, not emails, letters out in those days. So um, we started very strongly. Um, it got a lot of airtime, which was fantastic. I even wanted to start a woman's bank, but that, um, that got on the um, put back on the shelf. That's always been a very difficult one. But that didn't stop us pursuing. But then in all of that, I, I, I got cancer. Now, right at this time was just prior to going international. Now, at this moment, I could have given up. I could have given up and said, it's just too much. But I remembered God gave me a vision. 
And I say to you, without a vision, you cannot fight the obstacles, the strong vision. So what I did, I thought, right, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to let this deter me. So whilst I was at this time of my life where I was just concentrating on Victoria at the time. So I pushed through. I had a massive operation, came through it all and started pushing again with IWCI. It was at that time that the government asked me to represent them at the APEC Women's Leaders Meetings. And so I stayed there for 11 years, where I was able to mix and talk with women from all the 21 nations and to be able to speak to leaders of nations. God, only God could have done that because I in my felt that maybe I wasn't equipped enough, but God had his own views. Because sometimes when they asked me to go, I thought, my goodness, that, that's really on the global arena. I'm, I'm not sure. But then I said, well, God, if you're with me, I'll go. So I did. And we, I had the most incredible time of impact on those many nations. As God gave me the word. I came back again uh, into IWFCI. Well, IWFCI was still moving in this direction. And then at an APEC meeting, we started, I met with a Singaporean woman and we started our first chapter. That was probably the most exciting part of IWFCI at the time. We were so enthralled. We had our first chapter. And now yeah. you're into 14 nations, uh, 14, 14 chapters. Yes. Uh, we're going to come to those sorts of faith foundations that give you the courage to be able to take steps forward because you move to set out to support women women who yes. were entering business and women who wanted to develop trades and they wanted to go beyond our borders here in Australia and around yes. the globe. So uh, yes. you set your sights, as you say, with a vision and even having had the cancer diagnosis to actually pursue the thing that you had felt called to. This calling, this vision, uh, this pursuit of business, does that help get in context? Just to take a little aside here, when you're going through a cancer battle, uh, some people might say, well, you forget all of those other things and you go through the cancer battle. But you're saying that that vision actually helps you to deal with the difficulties in cancer. Yes. Yes, it did. It gave me purpose. It gave me purpose to keep going. And what we have also arranged now is that for the last six years, we have held global women's trade summits in the, where our chapters now host those summits each year. And this year in two days, I'm about to embark on our trip to Singapore to have a global women's trade summit there where all the presidents from across the world come and women gather all across the globe to this summit where we have a platform a platform to speak where I give the opening speeches and it's an opportunity to speak to these women of all nations and it's such a privilege in the power of God. But the thing we've got to remember that it is God doing it, not us. It is the power of God within us that is doing it and it becomes so 
strong in my heart, the more time we spend with God, the strength that we gain in what we do and the speeches I make and the things that I say as what God has given me to say. And it is so exciting to see the women rise up and have the courage to have these small businesses and for us to help them grow these businesses and to give them international perspective and in trade in all our branches across the world. And just recently, um, with the trade agreements um, with India and Australia, we actually, um, our a president from India flew out to Australia. We set up a government meeting with them. And the next day, we had a lunch with our exporter, three Australian exporters. Our, our Indian counterparts went back to India. Within five weeks, their products were on the water to India and Dubai. That's what women can do. We move. When you step out in faith, as you say, God opens doors. A lot of factors here, a lot of dimensions to explore, and we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. And our special guest is Diana Abruzzi. Diana founded the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry. It's now in 14 countries. We're talking about faith in God and what difference that makes in the career pursuit you might have. Before we develop some things further, let's take a call, uh, Diana. Mary Ann is in Armadale in New South Wales. Hi, Mary Ann. Welcome along. Oh, hello. Thank you. Hello. Mary Ann, what are your thoughts? Um, I just wanted to ask uh, your guest. Now, remind me, what is her name? Diana. Diana is our guest. Diana. Yeah, Diana, I wanted to ask um, how, like, for example, you built up your faith in relation to um, God providing when you're putting, you know, putting together your federation. Um, I think of the verse, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the rest will be added. Um, You know, I've encouraged myself with that verse, you know, with different things um, and I'm starting my own business at the moment um, so that's one of the things I'm using but I was just wondering you know um, how you encourage yourself and, and built up your faith in relation to um, finances in establishing your business in the beginning and that kind of thing. Uh, Diana your thoughts for Mary Ann? Well, thank you, Marianne. I I believe that it all began with the amount of time I spent with God and where my strength came from him, he his presence while I prayed gave me the strength and I was he gave me the strength to step out into the unknown because it's in the unknown that we are, is where we really grow. It's where we are not in our own strength. We are now waiting on God to give us what we need. And when I express later about my journey in China, that will show a lot about what that faith is. You've just got to build a faith 
in your God, no matter what is thrown at you. And if in your business, your do you have a vision for your business? Do you know where you want that vision to go? Because once you've got that vision, you can begin to build and, and to uh, navigate the course of building that business towards that vision. And if you pray every morning before you start your business, gain your strength from God every morning because there he will give you the strength to overcome the obstacles. And you will come across obstacles, lots of obstacles in business. It'll be the finances or an order that's been cancelled. There is so many things. But right then, stop and say, all right, God, we've got an obstacle here. God, and I'm going to hand it to you, Lord. Now, my faith, I'm going to walk in faith now, and I know you've got an answer. And that's the point of where you now have got to give over your reliance from your own ability to the ability of your almighty God. Marianne, I want to thank you so much for calling through. A great question, and uh, I hope that was a sufficient answer. But keep listening because uh, there's plenty more to talk about so far as those foundations for faith stepping out in courage and uh, believing God for making the provision and uh, setting up the way. Marianne, thank you so much for your call. It brings us very beautifully to that part of your story where you started to learn how to flex some muscles of faith, uh, Diana, and that takes us back to uh, those days, and I think we're going back to the 1970s or 80s, uh, and the... uh, 84. 84. Okay, I don't don't want to age you too greatly here. So, (laughs) but we're talking about Brother Andrew. Somebody gave you Brother Andrew's book, God's Smuggler. Take us back to those things that prompted you to take a step of faith. Well, if you go back a long way, um, is when I was nineteen. I was in China or in Hong Kong, and I was on a, a tour with my mother. And I was only 19 at the time. It wasn't too long after the war. And we heard that that there were a lot of Chinese nationals trying to swim across this huge uh, river and they were being shot at and by the um, communist um, police or soldiers. And... I happened to be in a position where I actually saw that. And it left a very, very deep impression upon me that I knew one day I would have to do something. But it wasn't until 1984 that that realization and that desire in my heart to do something, I was sitting in church and this lady sat beside me and she said, I think you should read this book. And it was about Brother David in uh, God smuggling into China. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And it brought back those memories of when I was 19 and that promise I made to God then. And, and, I, and the thing is, I turned and she wasn't there. And I'm thinking, well, while I was looking at the book, she must have walked out. But anyway, I read it all night. I couldn't put it down. And I said, okay, Lord, I will go. I'll go. 
but I don't know how I'm going to get there. I haven't got a clue of what I'm going to be doing. How do I go about this sort of thing? And I was at work and um, I just heard that the first uh, plane into China, Qantas was going to be the first plane into China at that time because um, they weren't allowing any European um, air, air, airlines in there at the time. So Qantas was given that um, honor of being the first one. I thought, right, okay, I'll ring Qantas. Well, I waited for nearly 20 minutes on the line, but in the back of my head, kept saying, go to um, the travel agent in Shopping Town. And I thought, oh, yes, you know, and I'm listening and listening, waiting, waiting. And it kept coming at me and coming at me and coming at me. So when they finally um, answered, they said, look, you have no chance of getting on that flight. They said, we can put you um, down um, in case we, we can get a, um, a seat free. Um, but they said, look, there's no chance. I said, that's all right. I'm off to Shopping Town. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I did, I walked into Shopping Town. And uh, and they, they went into the travel agent, and as I walked in, a couple walked out, and I sat down, and I said, look, I'd really like some uh, tickets to China. And right there, I haven't a clue how this is going to work. Just by faith, I, I listened, and I went. And she said, well, look, the people uh, that just walked out, they've got four tickets that they've just cancelled. And I said, wow. I said, okay, I'll take the four seat. The four seat. I didn't know how the, four, who the other three were going to be. I hadn't got a clue. But I said, okay. But this was Friday. And she said, now I need it by Monday. I thought, my gosh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, Lord, here we go. Let's see what we can do. So, Diana, I- I've got to cut in here because we're about to yes. go to news and we'll pick up this story that you were in a line and uh, going to buy, uh, find out if you could buy Qantas tickets to go to China. And uh, then the opportunity opened up, but you had no money. Pick up the story where you left off so we can understand what happened in this time that God was leading you in a direction that was going to help shape your faith for the future. Well, on, on the Friday night, uh, understanding that I had to have three more people to come with me, because we were now committed to those four tickets. I spoke to my eldest son, Michael, and um, he said, yes, mum, I'll go with you. Now, remember, all the young ones now are about 20, 22. They're all ready, rearing to new experiences. The next um, day that uh, I spoke to my niece, Kate, and I said, look, would you like to come with me? Oh, she said, yes, I would love to come with you. Now we had three of us, but we didn't have the fourth one. So I was in church on Sunday night and um, there was a young man there and I spoke to him about it. And he said, look, I'd love to come, but I've got to get the money from my father who's in Indonesia. She said, he said, I'll let you know tonight if he can give me the money. So he rang through and he got the money from his father. Now that night, you've got to understand that this is Sunday night and I didn't have the money still. So... I thought, no, I'm just trusting you, God. You've taken us thus far. So I went to bed, and at 6 o'clock in the morning, my mother rang, and she said, what are you up to? She said, God has been bugging me all night, and I have got to give you this amount of money. And it was the exact money that I needed for the trip. 
Now, I said, oh, of course, I was praising God, dancing around, the, <laughs> dancing around the house. I was so excited. But, of course, we didn't have Bibles. I thought, my gosh, we've got to take Bibles in. Okay, so you've got the money for your fare, and yes. uh, you know you're going to smuggle Bibles into China, but you yes. had no idea at this point where you were getting the Bibles from. Uh, no. Where did you get them from? Well, we rang someone in Sydney. We were told, look, why don't you, you know, talk to Open Doors? So they said, oh, fantastic, you're going to go in. And we said, yes, but we need the Bibles. So they sent us the Bibles, and but they gave us the old script because they were only permitted to actually uh, give Bibles in the old script because the elderly of China were the ones who could read the old script. The young ones read the new script. So they weren't so, you know, upset if it was in the old script. So anyway, we said, okay, we've got the Bibles. We're getting on the plane. We had no one at the other end. It was by sheer faith that on this first trip, we went blind into so, China. Let's just uh, get the context here, because this is very powerful. When you're on the plane... You've got the Bibles. Yes. You've had provision made for your fares. You've even yes. got the other three parties because it wasn't yes. you going on your own. God was sending you with a group. But you yes. didn't know where you were taking the Bibles. You had no one to meet you at the other end. You no. don't speak Chinese. And <laughs> pick us up. Pick up the story here. Well, um, we arrived in into Beijing. Uh, we had booked a, a hotel. Uh, which was one of their latest ones because um, they were starting to build a couple of rather decent ones. And um, and the uh, it was like a tin shed. I mean, it's nothing like it is today. Um, going through immigration there, was it was very low-key and there was hardly any lighting. And it was just like a, a trestle table uh, that we went. And, and it so happened that we had the Bibles on us. We just felt that we had to keep the Bibles on us. So it was tucked into our boots, tucked into our um, every pocket we had. You have no idea how how big our jackets looked, I can tell you. But uh, nothing in our bag, so there was nothing for them to say, no, you can't come in or anything. So we passed through there, through customs. We got on the, uh, the bus uh, to the hotel, and the next morning we woke and there was such a sense of, yesterday we were in Australia, today we're in China. The, the China that I had read about, the history of it all my life, I've been fascinated by China. And we said, well, what do we do now? We don't know where we're going. We don't know who we're going to see. So we said, okay, let's just be tourists and just see what God reveals. So on the morning uh, that we were just about to go out, my niece spoke to a lady who was cleaning our room about God. Well, we'd already, again, had already packed ourselves up with the Bibles, and we walked up to where the boys were staying, up into their room, and I was coming out, and I saw these guards in our, in our room, two or three of them, and they were going through all our things. And I tell you what, the strength of God at that moment was so strong. 
I was not cowered by the sense of them being there. And I walked into the room and I said, look, can I help you? Are you looking for something? Oh, no, we're just making sure that everything's fine. And I said, well, you better get your maid if you really want to make sure that the um, the room is you know, properly. Thank you very much. And they walked out. And But from then on, we felt like we were being followed. Now, it wasn't until when we were getting pretty thinking, God, you know, do you really have someone there for us and, you know, to meet? So we, a whole week now had passed or just about, and it was about the second day before we were to leave. And I said, God, we haven't come this far without you having prepared something. So we said, all right, Lord, it's Sunday. We'll go to church. So in, a, in China at that time, they did allow what they called the free self-church. That's the state and, church. Uh, and uh, these days, of course, they have an underground church, uh, but the state oh, yes. church is the oh, yes. free we'll, self-church. We'll, we'll get to that one. <laughs> yep. um, at that time, the underground church was extremely strong. And when, when we went, again, we weren't allowed to, um, there was no taxis. You had to get a taxi from the hotel to wherever you're going and you had to keep it because you couldn't get a taxi to get home. So we went to this church and there was guards at the door as we walked in and we said, okay, Lord, let's see what you've got. The lady behind us, was a European, and she was about 60, 70, dressed in Chinese clothes. And she leant over to us and she said, I believe you got something for me. And we were a little bit cautious, and, and we said, well, what are you looking for? And she said, God asked me to come here today. I don't come to this church. Asked me to come here today with a big bag. And they said, by gosh. So we turned and she then entered into, and we surrounded her. Now the guards were watching, but because she was European, they weren't as concerned. So while we were there, we were unloading into her bag all these Bibles. I think we had about 30 of them. And just as that was finishing, I turned and these young ladies were coming up the aisle with this elderly lady and she said these two young people have just given their hearts to the lord and oh you should have seen the light in those eyes because oh, this whole journey i was confronted with people with dead eyes absolutely dead eyes there was there was no joy nothing in them and <coughs> she said i've got nothing to give them I said, yes, but we do. So we were able to hand them quietly uh, to them. And the guard was getting a little suspicious. And she said, I also want to tell you, she said, I was risen from the dead. She said, I came back. And she told me her story, how she had died and came back. Ah, oh, that is a story again. And so... And as we were talking, the Chinese ladies were coming, wanting to get no more about. And, of course, the guards and the girls said, disperse quickly, disperse quickly. They're coming. And so we did. And as we went out of that church, the joy of God 
the joy of God. And, and the a taxi driver said, you're all happy. I said, oh, you have no idea. And I pointed to God. <laughs> and that was that journey. But I went on several more, which again will express the journey and the miracles of God. When you're on a journey like that, Diana, and as you say, you didn't even know a contact. You just had to try and find your way. And you realize that even as you're doing that and even looking back in hindsight, that God was opening doors for the right people at the right time. When things are stripped away that you could lean on, you discover God in those times. I wonder if you've got any thoughts about how those memories and those experiences, how they affect you as you're pursuing other career pursuits as you've done with your federation. The thing it showed me, it strengthened my trust in God because God has a way of not acting straight away. We pray But God's timing in the answer of those prayers is not our timing. It's God's timing. And so what it actually revealed to me, to believe until the answer comes. Just keep on believing and having that trust and the strength of God that he will have the answer, but in his timing, not ours. Diana, your thoughts on the presence of God in the circumstances that you're in and how the, the, the presence of God even diminishes when we have control. But when we have no control, his yes. presence and power is able to be seen clearly. Yes. When I arrived back, it was like something vanished. And it's like I was now in control myself. I was going about the home, the children, work, and the things that we do. And I remember standing out on the balcony of our home at the time, and I said, Lord, I don't want to lose you. I want to have that experience with me all the time. And he, and the, the sense that I got back was, you don't need me as much right now. But I said, Lord, I need you every hour of the day. Do not ever, ever, ever leave me. And from that moment on, no matter what I felt emotionally, see, I didn't feel it then when I came back. But it doesn't matter what you feel or what you're thinking. The thing is, God has made a promise to us that he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. And we've got to just trust it's about trust and the belief in god that god will have the answers and we've just got to walk every day in that incredible trust and sometimes it's tough diana what's your advice uh, for younger people and uh, we'll talk younger women given that your federation is an international women's federation but your advice for younger people Stepping out and being, in a sense, adventurous, a faith adventure like the smuggling of Bibles into China. There'll be all sorts of things that people could choose to do today, taking an adventure in faith. Is this something you would encourage to actually 
test the waters, uh, to see whether what you're saying is true, that God is real, that he will open the doors, that he will make the provision, that he will have divine encounters that are set up in advance. And this is the sort of thing that can shape the strength of your future in whatever pursuit you're doing. What's your advice to people listening, particularly young people today? Well, when, when you're a teenager and going through those years, you're very influenced by peer pressure. And sometimes you try to imitate the people that you think are popular and so forth. But I want to say to you, never, never, never try to be like anyone else other than what God has given you because the talents that God has given you is not like everybody else's. God has a calling upon your life with the talents that he has equipped you with. Now, I know in the young years you're still discovering God and you're still working through all these areas because through the peer pressure, many things come at you. Today we've got the drugs, we've got, oh, Look, I won't even go into all the different things that that come against you, far more than what we had as teenagers. And it's a fight. The only thing that's going to keep you strong through those years is to get close to God. Have a, a, a relationship with God. I walk and talk with God every day, even down to simple things like, God, what do you think of that? It's this wonderful relationship I have with God. And I say to you, hem into God, press into him. Right now, you don't have your answers for everything, but God's got a vision for you. Do not lose hope with the things that have been thrown at you, that you feel that there is no hope. In God, we have an incredible hope in him. God has something on your life that he wants you to fulfill Do not be fearful. And I say to you, have hope. And God is going to walk with you through the troubled times, through the tests, through people throwing things at you and and even names. Be strong. And the only way you can be strong is to hem into God and feel the presence of God in every hour of your day. Never lose sight of it. Even when the worst of the worst can come against you, even if someone came to push you around physically, rise up and feel the strength of God and come back at it. Do not, do not step away because God is your answer. And I have proven that through my life. Now, the organization that you've been leading all these years, the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry, you set that up not to be a Christian organization or uh, some form of uh, Christian enterprise, but that's open to women from all walks of life. Uh, yes. But there will, no doubt, but there'll be people that you can identify who are people of faith who are connected with you. The sorts of benefits that come from being a part of a federation like this, and supposing you want to find like-minded women who want to do business and trade together, uh, give us an insight here into into how that could uh, benefit listeners today to be involved in uh, international trade. Well, it's interesting because when I started IWFCI, it wasn't going to be a Christian organization because I was going to reach out into many, many nations. And I always felt that it's not just 
talking it. It's walking it. And I felt that this would give me an avenue into many nations, into many people, in many walks of life. And, and it has. And it has. But the values of our organization are Christian values. And I've been told again and again and again, it's the values of IWFCI that people are drawn to. Because the Christian faith and the ethics and the way we do business is all God-given and the principles that we hold dear to us. And when we reach out, and this is why I, I call out to business women to come to be part of this, of what we are doing. And as we go into the many nations and as we speak from the platforms um, and we speak into the nations from these summits, it is an incredible thing of the, the, of the Spirit of God goes forward. And everyone tells us that there's something different. There's something different in our summits. And I remember when I was in Vietnam and I was speaking um, there and all of a sudden, God all of a sudden came upon me. And I didn't speak my speech. I spoke the words of God. And everyone's saying, Diana, we saw this incredible light on you. What was it? Now, you know what Vietnam and the underground church there, my goodness. And God had his say in that situation. You just got to be there. You've got to put yourself in positions of where you can influence. And we now have a platform that we can use where women leaders can rise from, the entrepreneurs can rise from, the visionaries can rise from and have an impact on how we go. And when we talk about trade, it's, it's again dealing in, with our different chapters that can be this trust and friendship that's made easier for people when they're trading because trade is a very difficult area to work in. So we are there for them. Um, it, it's just another, it's another platform that God has made that we can go and talk to prime ministers and we can talk to trade ministers and we, and we can walk the talk through all these areas of life, through all these nations. Well, it is just a wonderful story, and I think there'll be listeners today inspired by the thought of expanding business uh, to yes. delve more into international trade and wondering how they might do that. And I know that there'll be women listening in today who are in business and thinking, how can I have those sorts of network contacts? How can I have that backup that'll help me to expand into business? And there'll be listeners who might want to write down the website of the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry and inspired too by, as you're sharing the values of the organisation based on godly values, godly ethics that build trust and it's trust that actually gives that confidence uh, that people will have to do business with you and it's trust that is the foundation, uh, that foundation Christ, Christian trust uh, that has caused uh, organisations to flourish down through the centuries. Here is the website address to connect today to Diana Abruzzi. Now, Diana's name is spelt A-B-R-U-Z-Z-I. 
Diana Abruzzi. And you can connect with Diana at iwfci.org. That's iwfci.org. That stands for the International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry. Now in 14 nations, iwfci.org. Diana, an absolute privilege today to have you share your story, share those testimonies and to be an inspiration for women. I want to thank you so much for taking that time to share your heart with us on 2020. So thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 